Every play, every musical, begins with some writer putting words on a page. Hello, and welcome to Stagecraft, the Broadway radio podcast that talks to playwrights and musical book writers about the shows they've created. My name is Jan Simpson. My guest this week is Deirdre Kinahan, the author of The Savior, an engrossing two-hander about a 67-year-old Irish widow who is discovering new things, some good, some not so good, about herself and about the people she loves. It's playing at the Irish Rep through August 13th and stars the versatile actress Marie Mullen, who won a Tony for her performance in Martin McDonough's The Beauty Queen of Lenane and was most recently seen on Broadway in the Hugh Jackman Sutton Foster revival of The Music Man. Hello, Deirdre Kinahan. Welcome to Stagecraft. Thank you very much, Jan. Delighted to be here. We usually start these conversations with a brief description of the play. So would you tell our listeners who haven't had the chance yet to see it what The Savior is about? Sure. Um, The Savior ostensibly is um, a play about a relationship between a mother and son. It starts off with we meet Moira in the bed. She's a 67-year-old Irish woman. And uh, she is rejoicing in the fact that she has found uh, a new man to love, a man called Martin. And it's a surprise to her the turn that her relationship has taken. And uh, we get to know Moira in this kind of afterglow, after a night of passion. And through her musings and her conversation with her beloved best friend and confidant Jesus we learn a lot about her life and we realize that she's had a very difficult life she's a very devout Catholic but when she was young her mother died and she spent six years um in a in a a Magdalen laundry Uh, and these were brutal places in Ireland where a lot of young orphaned girls or pregnant girls uh, girls of all sorts, delinquent girls were placed and it was basically they were places of slave labor and great cruelty. And a lot of stories about these women has come out recently. There's been a number of in- investigations into these institutions. So we realize that Moira is a survivor of one of these places, but it hasn't shaken her faith. And um, anyway, her, she, her lover is downstairs making her breakfast Uh, But when the footsteps come up the stairs and the door opens, it's not actually Martin who appears, but her son Mel, who has called round for her birthday. And so begins an altercation between the two of them when he realizes that the boyfriend is now staying over and that he's really kind of got a grip on Moira's heart and psyche. And it would appear that it's um, a play about, you know, how an older person is often... Uh, not really uh, considered as a as as a fully functioning human being and not really entitled to other relationships or a life of their own, particularly if they're a parent or a grandparent. But then we find that Mel has actually found out some really difficult information about who Martin is uh, and why he's there. And as it all unfolds and he reveals 
um, Martin's past to Moira. She kind of frantically scrabbles to convince herself and him that he's got it wrong, that Martin is no danger to her. And um, uh, kind of between the two of them, they hit a point of argument and distress that they've never really hit before. And uh, it's ultimately what we're watching is the kind of final breakdown in their relationship. So that's what's happening at one level. But on another level, for me, it's really a play about trauma and inherited trauma and the legacy of that kind of Catholic patriarchy on Ireland and how it destroyed so many women, so many families and continues to do so, how kind of inherited trauma uh, reverberates on. Hmm. Where did you get the idea for this play? What what was its genesis? Its genesis was um, it's a true story. The central premise that this uh, very devout woman uh, meets a, um, a, a man at a prayer group who is posing to be, you know, deeply religious and and converted uh, actually turns out to have had a criminal past hmm. and is a threat to her and her family so it actually that general premise is true it's uh it's somebody i know but i obviously kind of reimagined and recreated the family history and the history of moira and it just like it was such a you know an extraordinary and utterly ordinary and totally believable scenario that I just thought, my God, this is like a metaphor for Ireland. Do you know what I mean? Once you join church and state, once you weaponize morality or or uh, religion, there's carnage, you know, and there has been carnage in Ireland. And we're really facing into it in the last 20 years. But I suppose I really feel even after the referendum where gay marriage was legalized and the referendum where the uh, society decided that abortion should be made available and the increased secularization of of Irish society, you're still not finished. You know, there's always still a cohort of people who would drag you back. And there's also a cohort of people who now feel very lost in this new secular, socially progressive Ireland. And they were reared to a, a set of rules and, um, you know, edicts that, that are just, they're just, that are no longer valid. And how does that feel, you know, to, to suddenly find yourself on the wrong side of it all? Yes. So I just, it's a very interesting time in Ireland and also, uh, like in the rest of the world, a dangerous time. Because you always have a kickback when there's progression. So there's quite a militant uh, right wing, uh, very small, but but very loud community gaining a little bit of ground here. They always think they're waiting in the long grass, you know, and they drag us back. One of the things I was really struck by is that in their altercation, Mora says some terrible things to her son, Mel, and there's indication that she may not have been the greatest mom. And yet, yeah. and yet your play doesn't condemn her. Oh, no, no. I, 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 as a playwright, um, I, I, I don't see it as my as my position or as a human being to judge anybody, really. Uh, 
theatre is a place where you can question. Theatre is a place where you can explore, where you can get into the hearts and minds of people who are like you and people who are not like you at all. And it's a great place to try and uh, promote understanding and try and find some kind of understanding yourself. And I've always thought about Moira. You know, she's a deeply damaged woman. And uh, when she fires, uh, it, it, it's hell and brimstone. And that altercation with Mel, her gay son, like that kind of homophobic language that she hurls at him, I found it deeply distressing to write. But I knew I had to bring them to a point of no return, that that's what was going to happen to this play, where she was just going to cross the line and cross it again to a point where where their relationship was irrevocably damaged. And, you know, the unfortunate truth is that kind of homophobic thinking is part of the church's teaching. So we feel like it's we're in a secular place. There's a lot of brilliant people within the Catholic Church and, and brilliant people have faith. But there are some tenets of that faith that um, deeply affect and torment a lot of human beings. And uh, the play is about truth. Uh, and it's about how human beings can get kind of lost in these wildernesses of philosophical kind of thoughts and thinkings and and edicts and it's a little bit like an SOS you know this is what happens when you can join church and state hmm. Hmm. um what role does martin play in her life because aside from the sexual satisfaction um he seems even before they consummated their relationship, to have played a special role for her. What attracts her to him? She says in the play, you know, um, he likes my casseroles. Um, he, he provides a bit of companionship. He fills the space. You know, she's a lady who has lived uh, a life with four children. She's done her best. She hasn't been the greatest mother ever. But um, considering the kind of darkness of her childhood she did quite well they're functioning to a degree and uh, she marries Cullum and the relationship was great in the beginning but it obviously stales and and becomes quite difficult uh, towards the end of their marriage suddenly she's in a house of silence and she's very very lonely and I think as a deeply devout woman who always had this sense of evangelizing, I think Martin for her is a way to bring her even closer to God because, you know, he is a sinner. But he's also genuinely a, a, a companion at a time in her life when she is deeply lonely, but also she'd given up on that beautiful, feminine, sexual sense of herself and I suppose a lot of what's going on in the play as well is this kind of bizarre dysfunction when sex and religion are too deeply intertwined as well and like God love her this is a moment of kind of sexual release but at the same time she's going you're not disappointed in me now are you Jesus you know in the way that people uh, uh, of this particular faith are crippled around sex because of the ludicrous kind of rules and uh, around it. And of course, to a kind of a, an agnostic person like me, I always think it's got nothing to do with God. 
there are a lot of real people who get great uh, solace from it. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we all have our own spirituality, but I, I, it really kind of galls me when people's lives are dictated by it. And and so I suppose Moira is another victim, you know, like her or loather were of her, you know, uh, we, we all live in the same world as her. She's a wonderful role. And particularly because it's a role for an older actor. And she's wonderfully played in this production by Marie Mullen. And I wondered, had you written the role for her? We were really, really lucky to, to, to have Marie play it. I had actually done a little piece with the old Vic in 2018. And um, it was a show called One Voice. And they asked uh, four writers to write a monologue. And I had written uh, a version of Moira. And it was actually played by Julie Walters in London. I had just heard the story of Moira and it was kind of rolling around in my head and what it could mean and what it could be as a play. So we did it just for one night only in the Old Vic in 2018. And then I decided to, um, you know, develop it into a full length play. Uh, and I spoke to Anne Clark and Landmark and uh, we, we both really thought that, uh, you know, there was one woman in Ireland uh, to play this role. And that was Marie Mullen. And we were lucky enough to get her during COVID to do uh, a kind of a streamed version of it. And then she went off to Broadway to do Music Man. So we were due to do the stage version last year, but we waited for Marie because like, she's one of the greatest actresses in Ireland. And I've grown up with her as an actress and it's such an honour. And she's just brilliant in, in the role. Absolutely. Although this is a role that I bet a lot of actresses of this age would give their eye teeth to play because there aren't as many wonderful roles for older actresses. Well, absolutely. Like you said with Moira, you know, at the end of it all, we still kind of love her. We still kind of empathize with her because she she's so conflicted. You know, there's such joy there. There's such humor there. But yet there's anger and there's fury and there's brutality and there's grief and all those emotions. And, and like one minute she can have you laughing, uh, you know, your head off. And then the next minute you're horrified by her, you know. So she's a deeply complex, deeply damaged human being, but a very beautiful one for all that. And um, I'm really delighted to 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 have, you know, her inhabited and, and brought to life by Marie, but have no doubt and with great joy sent her off out there into the world <laughs> for, for any other older actor to to um have a shot at for sure. Well, thank you for creating her and creating this really layered play. When I when I watched it, the audience at first as you created the play to do was was laughing and enjoying her joy and then as the play progressed everyone was leaning in there was just total silence there was just such empathy uh that you created so thank you for doing that and and thank you for talking to us about it 
My pleasure. And thanks so much for, for coming to see it and, and, and supporting us. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. I hope you'll come back next time. And if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please send them to me at jan at broadwayradio.com.